Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Uh, Rhonda and I want to say a massive thank you to everybody. What an amazing year that it's been, 2019. My wife Rhonda, by the way, is up serving in the parents' room right now, so she's not here in the service, but she's watching. So you can all just uh, understand she's a part of the service, as are all the parents up there with the little toddlers and the babies. Uh, but we want to say a massive thank you to everyone this year who has served, everyone who's prayed, everyone who's given, everyone that has reached out to somebody or encouraged others. We're so grateful for every one of you. We counted a privilege to lead a phenomenal church full of phenomenal people. Uh, so many people give their time, their energy, their finance, their faith, and are a part of seeing us reach people, not only here, but right around the world. I just got a text this morning from Pastor Fakri Hanna and his wife Mary. They're in Egypt. We visited them earlier this year. While I was there, our church in Algeria was closed by government forces. It's the largest single church in Algeria, largest Christian church. And uh, they came in and shut that all down. And I was texting him this morning and saying, how are they doing? How are Nouradine and Sharifa, the pastors there? And he said, they're doing amazingly well, even though they don't have a church building that they can enter at the moment. The church continues to flourish, meeting inside of homes and places like that. But he said, please keep praying. And I want to thank you for everyone who was a part of things like the 90 days of prayer earlier this year. Uh, everything that you have done uh, brings such an impact spiritually. And you never know what part your little part, if you think it that way, may have played in the overall thing of what God did right across our country, right across our city and right across the world, in fact. And so thank you to everybody. And we couldn't say thank you enough to all of you for partnering with us and allowing us the privilege of leading you. We are incredibly grateful to you. All right. Fantastic. Well, in just a couple of days, as you are all incredibly aware, no doubt, we are about to say goodbye to 2019 and we are going to welcome in a new year. I'm not going to get into the debate as to whether it's a new decade or it's just a new year and the decade starts the next year. Whichever one it is doesn't really matter. I know that uh, we will all get together and whether we, I know some people say, well, it's just another day. It doesn't really matter. But I know there's something inside of all of us that tends to think about the passing of a year as a milestone. And I guess we will all have had highs and lows in 2019. In just Rhonda and my extended family, this past 12 months, there's been births and deaths. There's been weddings and funerals. There's been jobs lost and jobs found. There's been joys and sadness. And I don't know about you, but I wanna make sure that I don't carry everything into 2020 some things need to be left behind. Some things are just excess baggage. And so this morning, I want to help all of us that maybe today you're going, this happened and it, 
occupies way too much emotional space in my life. Maybe for you, you're going, there's too much of my thoughts and my attention get given to that thing that took place in my life in 2019. And I know how difficult sometimes it is to leave those things behind that we don't want to carry on. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 says this, Therefore we also, therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. You can all tell by looking at these here, people that are listening via the podcast, we have up here five stands. There's 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018. And finally this year, 2019, behind all of these here are pieces of baggage. I'm almost embarrassed to tell you that Rhonda and I own every single one of these bags (laughs) apart from this dilapidated one which belongs to the happy birthday boy, Leo McDonald. Uh, But other than that, all of these bags belong to Rhonda and I. And you know, back in 2015, when we began that year and went through whatever we went through in that year, uh, well, there was a few things that happened in 2015 and a few things that we carried forward into 2015. 16, guess whose bag this next one is? Rhonda's or mine? Every time I take it off the luggage rack, I I don't know, I still must have a bit of that Aussie, you know, male thing of I'm picking up a pink bag, you know. But then I go, who cares? I own it. No, it's Rhonda's, but anyway. Uh, Then we come into 2016 and you know, the few small bits of baggage from 2015 weren't that hard to carry through 2015. But unfortunately, 2016, a few more things took place. Isn't that the way it works? It'd be easy if in your life, you just had one issue. If there was only ever one problem, if there was only ever one sadness, if there was only ever one obstacle that you never got past. But the reality is every year seems to bring its own separate challenges. But you know, because I'm stubborn and because I'm persistent, I go all the way through 2016. It's a little bit harder now. I carry a bit more baggage, but I'm pretty determined. So I get into 2017, but guess what? 2017 was no absolute picnic either. There were a few things that took place in 2017. And now my load just gets a tiny bit. A tiny little bit. Bigger.
thank you for your help. Thank you for all the people who believe in me. Appreciate that. But you know, again, I don't know about you, but I don't quit easy. I'm a, I'm a trier. I'm a persister. So I go through 2017 and quite frankly, it's a little bit slower. And it's a little bit more tiring. It's a little bit harder but I'm not going to quit. Then I get into 2018 and Nearly forgot my bag from 2017. <laughs> All those of you that mock, I'm going to get you up next. Let's see how good you go with your shorter arms. But 2018, see, I'm a Christian and Christians are believers. And Christians are committed. And Christians carry on. And Christians don't give up easily. And... Twenty eighteen was the year I started thinking it's all too hard. Twenty eighteen was when I started looking around going, who'll help? But I hadn't really bothered to make enough friends for anybody to come up and help. They just sat and laughed. So I manfully go into twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen was the year I had to step down off a few things because I said, you know, I'm just getting worn out. You know, I, I just need a break. Twenty nineteen was the year where this isn't me, by the way. Uh, Twenty nineteen was the year where you know I started thinking it's just all too hard. Where's God when you need Him? He said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Then how come I've got all these bags?
Now I've got to remember how I juggle them all. Because isn't that the way it goes? After you've picked up enough, you can't even carry them in one hand and put them down. Now you're juggling them all. Lasted for a minute. And now I start looking at all this stuff that I've got and what I'm going to have to shed if I'm going to keep on going. Anybody here identify with this yet? Start feeling like you've just got way too much for any one person to carry. Remember what Hebrews 12 verse 1 said? Wherefore, since we are Surrounded by so many witnesses, let us lay aside the weights and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. But I'm no longer running anything. Now I'm stumbling from one month to the next bag. I will ask your help to hold the microphone, please. You can stop videoing me for your personal... Your personal humour later. I never practised this, by the way. I'm making this up as I go along, just thinking this is way harder than I thought. This left arm is just almost paralysed, locked in place. But you know what I'm saying? You kind of get to the year and start going, how did life get so complicated? Huh? And I think the question a lot of people ask is, where's God in all of this complex thing I'm calling life? Well, there will come a point where it's just one bag too many. You can no longer find room for one more bag. You just get to the end point. And here we are at the end of 2019 and some of you here just got one bag too many. Maybe it was the bag from this year, but maybe it's the one you've been carrying since 2015, but never seemed so heavy at the time. You know, you just kind of never really dealt with it. Just like, well, whatever, you know, stuff happens. That's life. After all, you know, life's not meant to be easy. And so you just picked it up and carried it on stalwartly, stoically, thinking to yourself, I think I'll make it. And now you get to the end of this year and go, where do I find room? See, this is what happens. Life gets more complex because now you've got to shuffle stuff. 
And <laughs> thank you, brother. What are you taking a video or what? Hurry up. You can be seated now. This is heavy, man. And see, this is where we get to with all this stuff and we go, we get to the end of the year and this is what everyone says. Thank God I made it. Thank God I got here. But then we hear Hebrews 12.1, Wherefore, since we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run. We say, good luck with that one, Jesus. There ain't no chance. You know, my wife and I, a couple of years ago, were over in Queensland. We had way too many bags going up the travelator. Lots of suitcases. I'd pile them up because I'm a man. Because I said, we don't need another trolley. We can do it. Top of the travelator, one of the bags fell off. Got stuck. The trolley went into 180 degrees spin. I fell into Rhonda, who was in front, pushed Rhonda over her suitcase. I learned a painful lesson that day. Rhonda's was more painful after three months of treatment for her ankle. Yeah, all right. How many people know there was an I told you so? Not a loud one, but there was one. Huh? Are you with me here? How many people go, this is not the great Christian life. This isn't how it's meant to be lived. How different would it have been If back in 2015, I'd said, you know what? I'm not taking that into 2016. How different would it have been if I'd said in 2016, I'm not carrying that. I know they offended me. I know I got hurt. I know they shouldn't have done it. But you know what? I'm just not going to take that thing any further. How different would it have been if in 2017, I'd said, yeah, look, I know that was hard. That was one of the hardest things in my life. But thank God there's a new year coming. Thank God God says good things are in store for me. And so I'm going to leave that behind in Jesus' name. How different would it have been in 2018 if I'd said, why should I carry what Jesus said I should trust Him with? How different would it have been in 2019 if I left behind some of the stuff, the weights. Then when I hear the voice of the Lord say in Hebrews 12 verse 1, Wherefore, since we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us run. Well, it wouldn't have been any problem, would it? It would have been easy to go. As you can see, just picking up one or two things each year, five years later, you can hardly move. That's why so many people's vision struggles and even disappears after a few years. I meet them all the time in the business. They started out with a great vision, a great dream, but so many things, the staff member who left badly, that season where the economy went south for a while or whatever else it might have been, troubles at home, 
And after a while, the weight becomes more weight and you can no longer see what you're meant to be doing because you're holding on to baggage that needed to be left behind. I don't know about you, but I've discovered in my life and in my home that stuff accumulates. Huh? How many people got a shed full of things that you'll never use again, but you might need one day? I saw a documentary on on the difference between people that were clean freaks, we'll call them that, and people that were messy. In every single case, every single home had a drawer, the messy drawer, where you chuck everything that you don't know where to put in some other place. Even the clean people had one of them. It was a ball of string. There was that tool that came with your Ikea, put it together. I have got like about 85 Allen keys. But I'm keeping them because one day I'll need that Allen key again. Huh? Let's read it again. Hebrews 12 verse 1. Wherefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. I'm going to finish shortly, but I want you to think about it while I'm speaking on every chair. There is one of these cards. It says, I'm not waiting to get rid of my weights. There's a pen on every chair. Keep the pen without compliments. I want you to start thinking as I have about what are the things that I really don't want to carry forward. Now, maybe for you, you can pinpoint an actual event, an actual incident that took place, something like that. Or maybe you're just going to write down regrets or disappointments. At the end of the service, I'm going to invite you to come forward and put them into one of these baskets. It's just symbolising, I'm not going to carry that forward into 2020. Now, do I think that simply putting it in a basket will mean the end of it? No, I don't. But it may be the turning point where you go, no, hold on a second. I told God I'm not carrying that forward. Tonight, Pastor Bruce is going to be helping us because I know that this year there will be people that you will meet that will need your help. Earlier this year, he's at the mouth of the Amazon training 400 people in how to help people that have been through sexual assault or domestic violence or some major crisis of life. I've asked him to finish off our year by having a service where he equips us to do the same for others or maybe you need it just for you tonight at five. He's going to be speaking on that. If he could go halfway around the world, I think it's worth hearing here. But let me give you just three quick things about the journey that we are on. If I'm going to lay aside the weights, because see, if it was just as easy as going, nah, forget it. I don't know about the rest of here. I find my emotions are not like my garage. I find my emotions are not like my wardrobe. See, every year I go through my wardrobe, find anything I did not wear in the previous 12 months, pack it all up and I bring it into threads. And threads sell it, not for a whole lot of money, but they sell it. 
and then all the proceeds go to help people that are in need. I love that. But I find that pretty easy. I just go through and say, did I wear that shirt last year? No, that goes in the go pile. And I just get rid of stuff, but I find that emotionally getting rid of things takes a little bit more application and a little bit more uh, intention and a little bit more persistence. So here's the first one. If you're going to travel the journey and lay aside every weight, you've got to travel with a sense of purpose. That sounds so easy to say. But on the other side of you, there's somebody who needs, listen to me, who needs what you've been through. I think it makes all the difference in the world to go through a a major crisis of life if you understand that on the other side of you and the other side of this, there are people that you can help. I've lost count of the number of people I've spoken to over the years who hit an emotional wall and felt like they couldn't function. And I'm able to go back 30 something years to when that happened to me and say, this is what God did. This is how God helped. I've lost count of the number of people that are going through chemo. And I'm able to go back nearly 10 years for me now and say, this is what it was like. This is how I went forward. Can I say to you, and I know a sense of purpose is not always strong while you're in the middle of it. But this verse says, seeing we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. In other words, people are watching you. You, listen to me, you matter. How you do this matters. It really does. Every one of us is being watched by others. Not in a spooky way, not in some weird way, but just in the reality that my life is meant to say something to others. So how I journey matters. There will be people waiting for you in 2020 and you will not be able to help them if all your time and energy is spent carrying all your baggage. Let me take you back to the last thing I did here where I've managed somehow or other to pick all these bags up, put them all under my arms. But here's the deal. If you'd come up to me and said, Jeff, can you help? I'm going to look at you and say, I'd love to, but I can't. I've got so much stuff in my own world. I'm so occupied juggling all this junk that I really, I'd love to help, but I just can't. You'll be of no use to others if you keep carrying baggage. Come on. Now I know, listen, I know how hard, because I speak to people and they say, Jeff, but you don't understand. They deeply hurt me. I go, yeah, that's true. I get that. I get how hard it is. But can I say to you, it's another bag, isn't it? Come on, it's another thing. And you may not be able to drop it just quite as easily as I can drop this one. Maybe it can't just walk on, but because many times your baggage has got legs and it chases after you. But here's the deal. It's just like my dog. Notice how I'm calling it my dog now. It's no longer Candace's dog that she left. But it's a bit like my dog. Sometimes she doesn't obey the first time I tell her to. Sit, Lola. She looks at me like, why? 
What's sitting got to do with anything? I say sit because I tell you. So finally, reluctantly, you'd think sitting required a biomechanical engineering degree the way she goes. She rolls her eyes. I tell you, she rolls her eyes at me like, really? And finally she sits and then I start putting the collar on to walk her. And the moment I reach the collar, she stands back up again like, well, I did sit. That's sometimes what your baggage is like. Come on. Travel with a sense of purpose. I would love every single person. I know there'll be people here today listening to this. And I know that you feel like your life really right now, just, it, it couldn't matter. I'm here to tell you it does because there's a God in heaven who made you. There's a God in heaven who made you different from every other person on the planet. There's no one in all of history like you. No one with your gifts, your talents, your disposition, your personality, your intellect. No one with your skills, no one with your gifts. We haven't even gone to all the physical characteristics that make you unique. Think about that. Think about that in a world that says we just evolved out of, out of some life form. How come then every one of us is inextricably different to every other one? I would expect sameness, but instead I find difference. Travel with a sense of purpose. And you, sometimes you just got to get out of bed and go, you know what, today I matter. Here's the second one. Travel light to travel far and faster. Travel light to travel far and faster. It says, let us run with endurance. See, I could carry all those for a short distance. I could carry them probably, I'm guessing, to the back of the auditorium. But I sure couldn't carry them much further. Not without stopping. Not without saying no. Not without pleading for help. The reality is that your journey and mine is not a sprint. Quick and it's finished. Our journey, according to the Scripture, requires endurance. There's some things, I, I didn't ask for that bag in 2015. It just turned up. I didn't ask for this bag in 2016. It just turned up. I didn't ask for this bag in 2017 or that in 2018 or that in 2019. They just turned up, but I do get to choose whether I leave it in 2015 and 2016 and 2017, 2018, 2019. I didn't ask for it to come, but I do get to choose whether I keep carrying that thing past the difficulties, the opposition and the obstacles. Here's the third one. Perhaps the most important, sounds simple. Here's the other reason why you've got to lay aside weights. First one's because there's a reason for your life. You need, to, you need to lose weights from your life because there's people that matter that need you. You need to lose the weights so you can travel further and faster. Here's the third reason though, you've got to travel ready. It's not my opinion, but the opinion of almost every commentator that the most famous gold medal win in Olympic history is this one. Have a look.
Turcotte takes the lead. He was advanced out of the semifinal. And there's the young Korean skater sliding on the inside. Sometimes you don't even know where he is. He's so small, he just slips in there. All right, now Ono hanging back in fourth. They're trying to pass on the inside. Some jostling, common and short track. Apollo has to be careful. He does not want to get disqualified. And with only six laps to go, he does not want to get caught in the back when the pace really picks up. Now on from Korea has taken the lead. Move on the outside. A great pass by Lee Zajun. Coming up on the inside. It's going to be between these two. A lap and a half. And Ono, here's the bell. One lap for goal. He's reaching back for one more gear. Trying to hold up Lee. They bump. They bump. And now it's... Yeah, that's it. That's Stephen Bradbury. Most people call him lucky. They said he was an accidental winner. But you know what I think about him? I think he was a ready winner. I think when his moment came, he was ready. The night before this race, he doesn't go, look, there's no way I can beat that. I've never beaten any one of those other four ever in my life, so who cares? He never said, well, who, who worries if I do my stretches? Who would matter whether I lace up my boots properly? Well, listen, I may as well go down to the buffet and just really enjoy the food that's spread there. After all, an extra pound or kilo or two tomorrow really won't make much difference. But he didn't think that. He disciplined himself. He prepared himself. He made himself ready. And he had no idea that one day that moment was going to come. And I'll guarantee right then he was, thank God, he laced up his boots properly and pushed aside the cream buns. Never ate dessert. Got up early, went to the gym, did whatever he had to do, got enough sleep. I guarantee he was thankful for all of that. But I think there's a whole lot of Stephen Bradbury's here. And I don't think that you know when your moment to bless somebody is going to arrive. And so many people are just so full of conversation about the last bag they picked up. Did I tell you what happened to me? You ever talk to people like that and all they can talk about is what happened? Oh, Christmas is hopeless as usual again. Uncle Dave turned up and made a complete fool of everybody. We all hated it. Man, work's been so hard. We've got a new head of HR and he is making my life hell. I'm not sure I want to continue. Meanwhile, this person is hoping for a word of encouragement, but all you can talk about is the Next bag you picked up. You don't know when your moment to bless or to help or to reach, to speak or to encourage, to lead somebody might show up. And if you're not ready, if you're still encumbered about with all those weights, if you're still carrying it. Hello, am I talking to anyone in the house here today? Or is it just me? Huh? 
Because can I tell you, I've already filled out my slip here, my card, of I'm not waiting to get rid of my weights. I'm not going to tell you what I wrote on it because it's none of your business. And what you write is not mine either. So I imagine they'll take these and put them through the shredder later. But I want you to think about, because I meet people that for 25 years have still been carrying stuff. Hello, I've talked to them. They've come to me for help. I go, that's 25 years ago, man. But you know what? The problem is it's not 25 years ago. Because if you've been carrying it for 25 years, it's no longer yesterday. It's actually today. Same bag, same problem, same issue. You just never put it down. So I want to help you today. I'm going to pray in just a minute. And I'm going to ask you to fill these in. Now, you don't have to do this. It's not like we're checking. This is entirely for you and up to you. But I'll be one of the first down off the stage. We've made sure that all the creative team have got these available for them so that, and I've said to them, we will sing a cappella. We'll sing without music if necessary. You can come down because I want you today on this last Sunday of 2019, I want you to start saying, you know what, I carried that bag. Maybe it's 10 years ago and you're still carrying the sucker. Well, maybe today's the day you ought to go, this is it. I'm going to at least take the first step and say I'm leaving it behind in Jesus' name. I do know this much. I've been a Christian for a fair while now. I say this regularly because it's, to me, one of the most potent things about Christianity. There's any number of religions, I don't know how many, but there's got to be thousands or millions, maybe, I don't know. I don't know any of them that carry the same kind of promises that Christianity does. I don't say that out of some rudeness to other religions or out of disrespect. I say it out of enlightening people here that maybe you just think, well, isn't Christianity just another religion? Isn't it just another way to God? Well, Jesus never spoke about it like that. He said, I'm with you always. I don't know anyone else has said that. I know lots of them that have said, I'm watching you. Jesus said, I won't watch you, I'll be with you. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20 is a verse familiar to lots of Christians. Jesus is speaking and He says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, Jesus actually said, I'll come into them. And I'll live with them. I'll sup with them as the old King James means. I'll stay with them. I'm going to be a part of their world. I don't know any other promise like that. He said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be your burden bearer. First Peter 5 says, cast all of your cares upon Him. Not just drop them, not try and do some kind of mind gymnastics whereby I somehow or other magically get rid of them. He actually says, cast all your care upon me because I care for you. There's somebody who stands at the door of your life. And he wants to come in not to do a house inspection. He comes in, he says, I want to move in. I want to live there. 
So let's pray together. Just bow your head with me a moment. Close your eyes wherever you are in this building or else watching on the YouTube channel or listening on the podcast because I know there'll be somebody driving along in their car. And as they're driving along listening to this, the Holy Spirit starts speaking to them that this moment's for them. Somebody else maybe put it on, but they're listening in and thinking through about their life and going, I wish I had Jesus in my life. Well, sir or lady, young person, my advice is pull over the side of the road and pray this simple prayer I'm about to pray with people here that want to say, Jesus, I just want you to come into my life. This has been a phenomenal year of people saying yes to Christ in the life of this church from out of some of the most extraordinary kinds of backgrounds. Many of them, lots of them have been people that had no Christian upbringing. There was no one talking faith into their life, but the Holy Spirit moved on them. They said yes to Jesus and they'll tell you now their life is completely different. In a moment, I'm going to pray that prayer with everybody that would like me to pray with them. But while heads are bowed, eyes are closed, if you're in the building here in front of me, so I know I'm praying with you right where you are. If you say to me, Jeff, would you pray with me? I want to ask Jesus to come into my life, into my world. I want Him to live with me. I want Him to become my burden bearer. I want to walk into the next year with Jesus in my life. If that's you, all you've got to do is just simply slip your hand up Put it back down again and I'll pray with you right where you are. I won't embarrass you, I'll help you. So if that's you, would you just do that right now wherever you are, just slip it up, put it back down again and I'll see it, I'll pray with you. Thank you back there, God bless you. Who else just wherever you are, you say, that's me. Jeff, I want Jesus. Thank you down there, yeah. Thank you back there, yeah, I see you. Who else just wherever you are, this is literally what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pray with you right where you are. Following Jesus is not an embarrassing thing. It's a wonderful thing. Is there anybody else? Just while I look across one last time, I don't want to miss anyone out. You said to me, Jeff, would you pray with me this morning? I know there are people watching and listening and right where you are, you're saying yes to Christ. And I won't see your hand because you're a long way away, but you can still say yes. Then we're going to pray together right now, right where we sit. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer. Those of you listening, why don't you pray this as well after me? It's a prayer that simply says, Jesus, I just want you in my life. Say these words to Him after me. Lord Jesus, thank You for dying for me because I matter to You. I want You in my life. I want Your peace, Your forgiveness. I want Your life. I want the future that You have for me. Thank You, Jesus. Amen. Amen. You don't need to pray this prayer, but Lord, I pray for every single one of those people that's saying yes this morning. Maybe even people that didn't raise their hand, but they said yes in their heart. People that are watching or listening and they're saying yes. Jesus, I pray that You will help. I cannot do this, Lord. None, no human can. But when we say yes, somehow or other, you come in and life supernaturally, in, unexplainably becomes different. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give all those people a great big hand, would you? You should.
Come on, make it a big hand. Last Sunday of the year. Give them a great big hand. Say, well done. Travel with a sense of purpose. Travel light to travel far and faster. Travel ready. Amen. Now, take a minute if you need it. You've been listening so hard, you never had a chance to fill it in. Fill it in now. We're just going to invite the team to come, please, if you would. And those of you that want to do this, I, I'm not doing this to be an example. I'm doing this because I want to do it. Because there's things that I go, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I'm not going to carry that forward. We'll take all the time that we need while the team lead us. I'm so grateful. It's such a beautiful song. Maybe we could sing that again together. About how grateful we are to God that He gives us a fresh start. Not just because the calendar ticks over December 31, but He gives us a new start according to the Bible every day. His mercies are new every morning. God bless you as you respond if you want to do that this morning. Can we all stand? Just make it easy for everyone to get out. Thanks, team. Thank you, Ruby. Just lead us in that. And as you want to, whenever you're ready, just come forward, place it in the basket. As you do, just say, Lord, I'm leaving that behind. I'm not carrying that forward into my next year in Jesus' Name. Amen. God bless you.